Last summer, our executive director, Bailey, and I had the opportunity to sit down with the senior pastor and youth director from Heritage UMC of Clearwater, Florida. The youth director, Peggy, has been around the block once or twice, telling us that this was her 60-something mission trip with kids. Bailey was quick to want to know about how she thought OMP compared to all the others that she'd been on. Peggy and Matt talk about how easy it was to plug into OMP, about how mission experiences lock kids in to their youth group for years to come, and stay tuned to hear how they came to know about OMP in the first place. You were talking to me about how many mission trips you've been on and how how organized they've been and or how unorganized they've been. So my question to you is for you to just share with us, how many mission trips have you gone on and what makes OMP stand out? I quit counting at 45 plus, and I think this is 60 something. <laughs> Short-term mission projects over the last, who knows how many years. I usually did two a year when I was doing active full-time youth ministry all the time. Um, what I loved about OMP this time is the gift that you give for churches about doing permission slips that you send that to the parents I can't tell you what a gift that is my admin was upside down with joy about oh we don't have to try to track all those down on top of all of our other forms we have to bring with us such a gift the here's the schedule here's where you're going to be um, finding all the workforce making sure the stuff is at the projects for us you guys made it super simple by helping us get tools work out our airport yeah provided me a list of here's restaurants you could go to here's some things you could do and then the connection you make between the spiritual and the work that we do in the neighborhood over and above one of the best I've done and so and I've done a lot I've done almost all the major ones from group work camps to youth works um, I've done team effort <laughs> volunteers and missions I've done my own you guys make it really simple and from a youth pastor's perspective um, that's what we're looking for if we're going with an organization and not doing our own. We need somebody who's going to make it simple that we can plug into that meets the goals and the needs that we've set for a trip of how we're trying to get it home. It really frees you up to be able to use your ministry hours and your ministry dollars on other things 100. rather than finding the jobs to do, the projects, having to plan the meals, having to plan the worship so that you can spend your time doing ministry and not having to worry about 100%. planning a mission trip. And especially for folks who, the average time of a youth director in the United States for in the job is three, three years, 18 months to three years. It'd be interesting to see those statistics now because after COVID, I bet it's a lot shorter than that. And so that means you have a lot of youth directors who have no experience putting together mission projects and they need someone who can do it for them. You guys are offering an incredible product that churches would love to know about. So specifically, you were talking about watching sort of this transformation or evolution of the kids during the week. Mm -hmm. Where have you guys specifically seen um, an example of one kid in particular that maybe you had some doubts about coming into the week, but really saw some change? I, 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 can't, I can't follow this if you told about All right, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> you can't follow mine, that's exactly right. Um, so I've, I've done, I've done, you know, the take your kids to do wheelchair ramps experience before. And the, the best parts of it for me are when 
a kid has never done, done this before, but is willing to watch and listen and learn, and you can begin to give them things to do and say, look, all right, go cut this size of this board and bring it to me when you're done, kind of, you know, and, like, you can trust them to just go off and handle it. And they all of a sudden, like, just, they get, like, three inches taller during the week because they know that you're, they're, they've become your go-to person. Uh, and I mean, they will be locked in in the youth group for, for years to come because of that feeling that they had. So Andrew Bauer, I would yeah. say, in, in my group, uh, I could give him anything to do, and it would be brought back to me just like I asked him to 10 minutes later. Uh, and and I think those are skills that don't end when they leave Ozark Mission Project. I think those are lifelong skills that they will take with them you know, into their service to their community, their service to their church, uh, when they become adults. It, before I, the one life change short, I was saying before I say that, but what my girls talked about last night. So last night, my question to them was, "Tell me something you've learned this week. It can be something you've learned about God. It can be something you've learned. So tell me something you want, you're going to take home with you." And at least eight of my girls went. We learned skills that we can take with us wherever we go. And some of my guys said who had skills, but were like. It really made me think more about God, doing the devotions and talking with our neighbor on the work side and then being able to reflect on that night. It's made me think about how do I take this home and how do I live my faith out back at home? Man, that's what you want, right? So maybe we're filling gaps that they didn't even maybe realize that they had. So with with the girls, maybe we're giving them some more practical, you know, physical skills to take out into the world. And maybe the boys were, were able to give them well, you know, more compassionate hearts and and everybody steps up in a different way. I'll tell two stories. One, we have this, we have a, a a man on our staff whose name is Logan, who's phenomenal. He runs our facilities. He keeps us all running. He is he has our best evangelist and our best servant's heart. His son is on the strip with me, and he's typically very quiet at youth group. He doesn't participate a lot. He has a really strong group of friends, but doesn't interact. This week. He was able to step up in the group as he is, and they called him the foreman. And he took over because he has all those skills because of his dad. And they were by themselves a lot. And he was able to figure out how to get this thing started. And so and this week, by the end of this week, he's saying hello to people. He's talking. He's holding doors open. He's talking. It, his whole countenance is like day different. So you never know in these moments of these camps when the kid's going to get it, who's going to get it, and what a difference it's going to make. And the real test of time is what happens a couple years from now. Are they still doing service? Are they still reaching out? Are they still living their faith? That's why you want to do camps like this. We had to come. Yeah, I mean, people, there surely are people that wouldn't have gone to ministry had they not done this or done Warren Willis. Right. You can't lose those things. Right. Like that's a, that's a fertile training ground for people to... A lot of people first even sense a call to ministry as something like that, you know. So we can't farm those out to, you know, it's funny, professional you for-profit organizations and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we have—I um, don't know if y'all met Alyssa Burleson yet, but she is going to lead worship tonight, I believe. And um, she was a camper. She was a college staffer, 
Um, she was actually on college staff at one of my very first OMP mission experiences. And she was my, ma my major group leader and helped me love OMP. And you know, here full circle, I'm on staff now. So, and, and directing in, in Rogers. So yeah, many of our kids since either called to, to either licensed or ordained ministry or nonprofit work is huge. They go into nonprofit work, youth ministry, worship ministry. Well, and it's because it's a, you listen to the stories. It's so fun to listen to everybody from Hank to your college team to the folks who've done this a lot who tell stories about they've come year after year to OMP and it's the neighborhood things, but it's all about life change. It's about how they met God and how they transformed their lives and were able to use their gifts and talents and service in a way they felt like made a difference. Talk to somebody who works here on the staff at this church who came out, has been taking pictures every day and talks about he loves this week every year because it reminds him he did it when he was a student, you know, and what a difference it made in his life. And I've got kids certainly here who they've never done a mission thing before or more than that, they're still trying to figure out where they and God fit. Right. <laughs> Last night yeah. we're in the worship service and I mean, instantly we both turned to each other when Jake's up there preaching <laughs> clergy symptoms yes absolutely i told him i said sometimes you know even adults will speak but then you have those that speak the word of god and jake speaks the word of god absolutely it's like there's sometimes a person like can't hold it in like okay. that was that night that was that last was night. Last well night. Yeah. and how he it, the 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 way he crafted it and put it all the pieces together mm -hmm. that's a gift and and you can be a really good speaker and not do that. That's a God piece. And so I've already, I had my 15 minutes with Jake already today. That this morning at breakfast, I kind of cornered him in that corner and said, I just need 15 minutes. Hear me out. Here's the beautiful thing about Jake. He had ne he's never been to OMP before. Never. He's from Tennessee. Yeah. He said that. And he, like, Jules came and spoke at the Wesley Foundation. And he was like, you know, this, this is what I, I might want to do. And so lay speaking is, like, his gift and, like, why he... He wanted to come is to do the whole speaking part so it was um he's yeah he he's got I, it. I cannot wait to hear him speak since i wasn't there well it, it just was amazing it, it really was amazing listening to him last night and everybody hung on his word so you know you know when you've got him as a speaker you know when you got him because they're right there and it's quiet and, and and he had he had them and so yeah it was a beautiful moment My intern, Ben Rice, um, I really pushed him this week to, to step up. He has a huge heart for service, maybe one of the most patient people I've ever met. Um, but this week, I intentionally made him in charge. It's like, this is your site. This is your project. I'm going to have to be in and out. I said, I have some stuff to do with OMP on Monday. I said, and then more than that, I said, I have groups to check on, phone calls, some things I got to do. I said, it's you. And so I told him today, we talked a little bit, and I said, I know this week has been hard on you. And he goes, I don't like being an adult. <laughs> and <laughs> because Clint pushed him, Clint pushed him about he wants to do the work, right? We all get into this because we want to do the work, you know, instead of having to show someone else how to do that and watch them get excited. And so, but he got it. And like the last day, he's like, that's what I'm supposed to do, right? I was like, that's what you're supposed to do. So I'm really not just sitting here just to sit here. 
<laughs> I'm sitting here trying to delegate and find jobs. Your job is to kind of work the whole site, continually finding jobs, show them how to do it. And so it's been so fun to watch him step up into that. And so, um, go ahead. You know, someone had to teach him to do right. what he loves to do. So now it's his turn to teach others to do and exponentially as one of my pastors and former board member of OMP used to say, to put skin on God. Yeah. It's our job to put skin on God. And we need to teach our young people. Well, and Ben has such a gift of mercy. He has a much bigger gift of mercy than I do. He just does it naturally and kids are just kind of drawn to him. It's, I, it, I've never done this in my career before either, but it was at OMP last year um, when we came and did kind of that <laughs> hybrid thing. Um, I offered him a job last summer and said, I've never offered a, an intern a job a year ahead of time, but if you want it, it's yours next summer. We'll talk <laughs> six months from now. And, but it was because he has, he, it's those gifts and graces that you can see. He has something with kids that you can't teach, you can't teach instincts, and he's got them. So grateful for the God Connection last summer. You and I both told that story Matt's told that story a dozen times about the it's way God worked out. highly unlikely that we'd be here this year. We said oh, exactly. Ago, I said, yeah, highly unlikely all those pieces would have worked together. But so incredibly grateful. So, so on the podcast, that's never been talked about. So, Matt, would you share how we came to know each other? Sure. Uh, yeah, so we came with another organization last year, and they, they seemed to not have a whole lot of projects for – for us to, to work on. So the first day our kids ended up doing some yard work at a like at a kind of a theme parkish kind of spot. Uh, it was it was Jesus themed. So you had that going for you, but uh, but the kids were expecting to come and care for people who were in significant needs. And so you know, midway through the first day, Peggy and I realized, like, there's no way this is what we can do the whole week. So we, this is no understatement, we literally called all the Methodists we knew in Florida, asked all of them if they knew any Methodists in Arkansas, and someone knew, I guess, the DS that you work with, right? Or, somebody got the bishop. I think the bishop. Well, right. and, and then somebody got y'all in contact with Jim Polk, who is assistant to the bishop, and he does... That's right. Alex, knew, Alex knew him. Right. That's right. Which is our assistant, our assistant to, to the bishop, bishop in Florida. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So, uh, so that's how that happens. So, yeah, so I ended up talking to him, and then uh, we actually like went to your house to like, hunt you down. And yes, <laughs> yes. Well, so, <laughs> we have to get out of this. <laughs> so I talked, to, I talked to Bailey, I talked to Jim, and it was, what can you guys do to help? Can you help? And I said, I'm working on projects right now. They're, they're an hour and a half away from me. And then within an hour and a half, y'all were sitting at my kitchen table. <laughs> yeah, she called and, and she's like, you can drive up here, we can talk, and I'll make coffee. So she, you kindly invited these two strangers into your home um, to come look at projects. And you, by the time we got there, you had pulled six or seven OMP projects that weren't gonna get done from OMP for a variety of reasons. Well, and the beauty of that, the one that y'all actually ended up choosing was that we were not working inside anywhere. Right. That was still part of our COVID protocol. So you all were able to really fill some gaps that we couldn't get to. 
So, and then, and then OMP came behind us, came behind you and we worked on a ramp and we did some outdoor painting and, and things that we could do. And those people were so happy with all of the work that we were able to do. And then I ended up going on vacation and coming and eating lunch with y'all. And, and then here you are a whole year later. <laughs>